If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself. BitcoinProsperityPodcast.com Welcome to the Bitcoin Prosperity Podcast with your host Gordon, that's me, and Ferris from CoinCompass.com, enabling you to safely buy and securely store your Bitcoins. All resources are in the show notes and description, including our full disclaimer. Visit BitcoinProsperityPodcast.com to subscribe and discover other free content. For anyone listening, this episode is visually intensive, so visit our YouTube channel, coincompass.com slash YouTube to follow along. We use TradingView for all our charts, and you can sign up for a free account at coincompass.com slash TradingView. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Bitcoin Prosperity Podcast. I'm here with Ferris on my own today. Um, so we're going to have another look at the markets, uh, just time of recording. It is Sunday morning. I'm in New Zealand, 11.36 a.m. So it's 11.30 p.m. on the 9th of May UTC time. And what we're going to look at today is we're going to look at the NASDAQ and the VIX. I know in our last video we talked about it was chasing gaps. It looks like those gaps are about to be filled a lot faster than what we thought. And are they going to go beyond those gaps? And I'm going to show you why Tesla um, is actually an important example for that. So I want to start off with this chart here. So the U.S. employment went, unemployment was, jobless rate was negative 14%, which basically was the biggest drop in the shortest period in recorded history. So this is going all the way back to 1948. So since the end of World War II, we had the fastest claims for unemployment that we've ever seen. Now, that does not bode well for any economy when people are out of work. However, if you're looking at the charts, and I'm just going to show you the NASDAQ 100, this is the week that came out right here. And it went colossal. Like, that's just a huge gain. That does not reflect economic realities. So in last week's video, we mentioned this open gap here, which we believe the markets are chasing. Um, that means the NASDAQ would have to go to 9406. And the VIX, which we explained in last week's video, we believe is chasing this gap here down at $18. And the VIX is at currently at 28. And we highlighted in last week's video 36 on the VIX as this key point of resistance. Now, it did actually gap up above 36. It only stayed above it for a day, and then it closed below, and we've had four days since. And that looks like it's just on its way to fill this gap, potentially this coming week. And yeah, you look at the NASDAQ, and you think, this is absurd. The world is in a global economic shutdown. The U.S. has had a lot of people fall for unemployment, and it's not like as soon as you know we... Lockdown finishes, self-isolation finishes, everyone's going to go back to work. No, businesses need customers, customers need money. And they're going to get handouts from the government, but they're not going to spend that money. They're going to save it because this is what happened in 2008. People started saving money because you need to pay for discretionary expenses. So the chart is not reflecting reality, but what I'm looking at as well is this is from Sentiment Trader on Twitter. Um, I'll read this out. Speculators are still betting against this rally. They're again holding more than 40 billion of equity index futures net short. They tried this in early 2019 too. So what this chart means here is that speculators basically believe the market is too high. 
on a fundamental and economic basis, they are completely correct. So they're betting that the market is going to go down. So you see here, we've got a huge number of people betting against the market. And this happened again in January 2019, and the market went up. So what happens when you're betting the market's going to go down and it goes up? Well, you're short selling, which means you need to buy to cover your shorts. This exact same thing happened in Tesla. Over here, Tesla was the more shorted stock on the market, on the S&P 500. What happened when it started to go up? People had to cover their shorts. So you buy Tesla to cover your shorts. Because more companies, sorry, because more fund managers were shorting it than any other stock, you had more and more people having to buy to cover their position. And it went up 50% from the most shorted stock on the market. And these are brilliant hedge fund managers making this call. And they were right. It was an overvalued stock at $200, but it went from $400 to just below $1,000 because that was a short squeeze. You were short here, you're proven wrong, you're trying to get out, and everyone's trying to get out at once, which means they're buying, buying, buying. So it's not economic realities that was leading to Tesla going up, it was a short squeeze. And we are seeing the exact same thing here in the NASDAQ. Um, we highlighted last week, doesn't make any sense, we're chasing this gap. So this gap looks like it's gonna be filled this week. I mean, it's not that far off, we're only 200 points on the NASDAQ away, so it won't take long, it'll be filled this week. But we might potentially go higher. I mean, I'm surprised at how quickly this rally was last week and how big a rally it was and how quickly we're chasing this gap. Doesn't make sense, but that's what the chart's telling me. Now, if we zoom out, this is a logarithmic scale on the NASDAQ, and you can see it's been following this parallel channel since 2010. So we could potentially, as absurd as it sounds, get to all-time highs on the NASDAQ with global economic shutdown, the US unemployment rate, the highest it's been since the end of World War II, we could get all-time highs on the NASDAQ. And I don't want to go into the um, political and socioeconomic implications of this. I think it would be very dire. But for now, looking at the charts, in this channel, we could still go higher on the NASDAQ. And what tells me that we might is we are potentially facing a short squeeze, just like we saw on that chart in Tesla. So that's the NASDAQ. Um, let's move over to EURUS. So the EURUS is stuck in this nice triangle. Um, we actually met our wedge, sorry. We mentioned this on Twitter um, on May 5th, was this, it's coiling, and we can see it's hitting these two lines of resistance and support. So... This was on May 5th that we tweeted this. It was in response to a Raul Powell um, feed where he basically is short as well. Um, and yeah, it's still stuck in there. Uh, it bounced off the lower trend line here, but it did not close anywhere near the high. So we are potentially looking at a lower euro to the US dollar. And if we close below this trend line here on a daily basis, we're looking at significantly lower prices on the euro. And Peter Brandt has tweeted about this as well. But yeah, that's where the Euro US is. So we're looking at a, a strong dollar, a strong stock market, and potentially strong gold. So gold is in an uptrend. There's no doubt about it. Um, 
I am not trading it at these levels. I got in at 1707 and just got stopped out at break even. Um, yeah, it's not a pretty looking chart at the moment. On a much longer term basis, I think gold could be entering what's called a cup and handle pattern. So in essence, you're doing one of these where you've got the cup goes down like that and then it forms a handle. That's what I think might happen in gold is cup and handle. And a cup and handle pattern is actually a very um, consistent pattern in markets. So I think we'd look at getting um, up to about just below 1800, pull back and form the handle for the cup and handle pattern. That, that is a potential for gold on a big scale looking out. Um, so you're not tradable at the moment. Um, I'm a firm believer it's a good long-term investment in gold. But yeah, not trading it at the moment. Do you want to learn how to safely buy and securely store your Bitcoins? Coincompass.com is running a free two-hour webinar on Sunday, 31st of May. To register and for more details, visit coincompass.com forward slash webinar. So Bitcoin now. I want to talk about Bitcoin so that was last week's call, sorry. Gold to consolidate between 1650 and 1740. And yeah, think it as low as 1650, but we are in that in that consolidation area still. All right, Bitcoin. So last week, my call was it's being traded to make a quick buck. Um, people are seeing markets going up. People are stuck at home. They're not working, need to make some money. So they're probably buying you know, what they see as a good opportunity to get into the stock market. And Bitcoin, because it went to 20 grand, it was at 9,000. I can double my money. That was just my hypothesis that was what's happening in Bitcoin. And I believe that the halving is already priced in. If you don't know what the halving is, we've actually addressed this in some podcasts. Um, so that was last week. This week, we had Paul Tudor Jones, who is a very successful trader, um, mentioned that he's buying Bitcoin. So what then happened was we saw, I'll move this to a daily chart, this huge, when, this was when Paul Tudor Jones, Jones announced. So this was the 8th of May, he announced it, and we just popped through that downward trend line that we had. So this downward trend line we identified last week as a key point of resistance. And we said, if we close above that on a weekly basis, that's significant. So we're not yet closed above it. Um, the week is not yet finished, but that's quite impressive. If we can close closer to $10,000, that is impressive. And the volume, I'm impressed by. So the thing about trading is you want strong opinions weekly held. My opinion last week was I am not yet convinced. I thought Bitcoin was going lower. Um, but I have to admit that if we close above 10000 so if we close close to 10,000 this week, above 10,000 next week, then that will have to change my narrative. I have to say, yep, that's changed, changed where I'm at. Um, my only concern with that is if I think Bitcoin will still follow what the stock market's doing. If the stock market, and we'll look at the, uh, if the VIX gets down to this level, starts to go up, which means volatility is going up, and that coincides with the NASDAQ hitting the top of this range and roll over, Bitcoin could follow suit because in a fire sale, everything sells. No one holds on to everything. Everything goes down to begin with. So that's where we are with Bitcoin. Um, yeah, it's that trend line is there. Um, I identified it at 9,300 last week. Um, and because it was a moving target, 
Yeah, it's it might close above it at, by the end of this week. So that'll be very interesting to see what happens. And again, we pay attention to the closes, not necessarily the wicks. You see here this wick went above it. So wicks are just the short term. Um, we're interested in the close above it. So if closes above that trend line and holds next week, that changes my opinion on Bitcoin. We are potentially in a new, um, new environment where this downtrend no longer applies and could then act as a point of, of support. So probably go up, come back and test it as a point of support. If that point of support holds, then yes, you could say, yep, Bitcoin is now headed again to revisit these previous highs at $14,000 and $20,000. Um, now, I do have the US 30 yield here. Again, this is just not tradable at the moment. Basically, yields just went down way too fast. Um, and now, same thing as a short squeeze. You have these people that were long bonds are probably taking their profit. So it's not in a tradable zone at the moment. And I don't actually have an opinion on long-term bonds. I think net um, rates will go to negative, which means bonds will go higher. But at the moment, it's not tradable. Probably investable, but not tradable. Um, so yeah, so let's just let's recap. Um, the charts are not reflecting the economic reality globally. We are potentially looking at a short squeeze in indices where we do go, we revisit all-time highs and go even higher than that. This is correlated to the VIX going lower. Uh, this is a daily chart on the VIX. We might even fill this gap in five trading days. That's entirely possible. Um, Euro US. So the US, if the US dollar strengthens and we break below here, we could be on a run to um, sub parity where basically the Euro is less worth is worth less than one US dollar. And that has not happened for a very long time. We'd go back to, oh no, yeah, it hasn't happened in ages. So yeah, that is potentially a big, big mover in the markets right now is the US dollar. And interestingly enough, you know, because the US dollar and gold are going up at the same time. So we might be in an environment where the dollar, gold, and US indices all go up at the same time. And Brent Johnson of San Diego Capital has actually had about this um, Look up the milkshake theory. He's been talking about this for two years, where he said this is the scenario where stocks go up, go go up, goes up, and the U.S. dollar goes up. He says stocks are not going to go up because things are good, but because things are bad. So really worth looking into um, his hypothesis on that. So that's our whip around in the markets today. I think we are looking at another rally in indices, even though it's completely disconnected from the economic reality. Bitcoin could follow. Um, it would be very interesting to see if we close above, close near 10,000, and next week close above it. That's the indicator to Bitcoin for me. My concern with Bitcoin remains that the majority of people getting into it are treating it as a way to get rich. They still don't understand the, um, the value propositions of Bitcoin, especially in this area of quantitative easing. That's my concern, is that there's still a huge misunderstanding about Bitcoin. Um, but the story is in the charts. The charts, you know, strong opinions, weekly held. The chart says, yep, we 10,000 holds for a couple of weeks. Then I'll have to change my mind about that. So I'm only looking at a few charts at the moment. I mean, I've looked at oil. I've looked at some European indices. And there's just no trends there at the moment. It's just highly speculative. And yeah, the U.S. stock market is in complete disconnect from reality. 
but that's where we are. I'm, yeah, I'm feeling like we're, we're going to get a short squeeze here because it is heavily shorted as it is. You, you know, people are not going to add on more shorts to a losing position. They're going to try and get out. And like what we saw in Tesla, it's just going to lead to potentially higher prices in the NASDAQ. And yeah, we, I might write a piece about this, about the political and um, socioeconomic implications for a higher stock, um, stock market. It's not going to be good for the world, unfortunately. So thank you for tuning in, everyone, and thank you for your support. Um, we really appreciate everyone subscribing to us and watching us on YouTube. And please, um, we are open to criticism and do so. Tell us what else you want us to look at. What we do here is we look at naked charts. We don't throw on too many indicators here. We just believe it's a bit of a pollution and it, you're kind of forcing yourself to find a position the more indicators you throw in there. Whereas a naked chart just tells the story as it is. So thanks for tuning in everyone and um, good luck with this week and hope you're all well and um, follow us again on Bitcoin Prosperity Podcast and Bitcoin Basics Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for watching or listening. Please visit coincompass.com slash free to register to our socials and discover other free content. Subscribing, liking and following helps this content remain ad free. Until next time.